What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. We're back with Mike Sharp. Now, here in this Business Breakthrough, we talk about growing out of what's comfortable. Of course, it's always a topic com- conversation, but it's always a different scenario. We're all trying to grow. And uh, in this episode, I help Mike uh, really identify the areas that he needs to focus on in order to get his business to the next level. So, check it out. Starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Michael Sharp, Vintage Painters in Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Nice. Jumping on for a business breakthrough. So tell me the story, man. What's going on, man? How's uh, How did you make it here? Tell me the good. Tell me the, uh, I wish this were better. Um, so basically, I think my leads right now are holding me back. Um, just not having a process at all. Okay. Um. So I've got uh, decent word of mouth. I've been in business for a year now. Okay. And uh, I deal with cabinetry, uh, cabinet refinishing and refacing. Okay. Um, my website's going live uh, this month. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be changing the name to Vintage Painters Kitchen and Design. Okay. Um, just to be able like to that. clarify, yeah, you know, instantly that, you know, I'm not an exterior guy. You're a specialist. Yeah. Okay. So you've been um, business for, you said you've been in business for a year. Yeah. Is it just you? Yeah. Okay. So, Why? and, uh, uh, well, um, I haven't, I haven't felt like I've had the, the leads, um, the, the jobs to be able to support somebody yet. And, you know, I'm looking down the barrel realizing like I need a new van, I need a shop and I need an employee. Okay. So Um, you have these, you have these needs because on the other side of those needs, you see success. If you knock out all three of those, you're on the other side of it. Right. So let's go through that because, you know, um, I've done a lot of these, man, and I see patterns. I'm sure you can imagine just seeing different things. And I, I want to speed up your success in a, in a way that gives you uh, something tangible to grab onto when it comes to making these big decisions in business. Before I do that, um, what were you doing before this? Painting. Um, uh, multi-million dollar homes. So I, I was a, yeah. Was it, was it a decent company that you were working for? Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. When you decided to quit your job, was it scary? Absolutely. Was it, it one was of the it, scariest uh, decisions you've ever made? It, it was. It was literally um, between family and home and, you know, side job trying to get something started. Sure. It's like I literally okay. chose quitting my job to free up time. 
you quit your job to free up time and, and you wanted family, <laughs> but you wanted legacy. You had yeah. these internal desires. Uh, there was part of you when you, and what I want to do here, to be honest with you, Michael, is I want to reverse engineer that, that decision-making process, because, you know, what I believe what, what happened is, is that you got to the point of on the other side, what we just talked about, you, you were on the other side of the big decision. You made it, you're there, you're in it. And for some reason, you're kind of surprised that you're here and you're, you made it, you know, like, it's like one of those things. And a lot of people stop right here. And, and in other words, like you don't want to mess up or jeopardize what you've created in, in a sense that maybe you're not feeling as though once you push the needle, you know, hit the gas that you're going to get success. Am I in a line a little bit? Dude, I've failed at, at practically everything that I've ever tried. I'm 36 and like, that's a huge mental barrier. Because you're afraid that you have this fear of failure. In other words, if you really grow, but here's the thing, and, I, and this is one of our base principles when it comes to business, my friend, is that your business is, is, is either growing or it's dying. There's no in between. And right now, if you were to look inside, let's say you were in a, uh, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a rat cage, you know, and I use this cause I like the term, the rat race. It's an interesting term to discuss, like, you know, just the hustle and bustle of like constant moving. It's like, you're just running around all over, just trying to maintenance this whole thing by yourself. You're at it. You're, you're doing estimates. You're doing, you know, you're trying to do branding. You got a website coming up. You're trying to manage that process. You're thinking about marketing. You're thinking about, you know, sales and growth. And you're kind of, you know, telling customers maybe that you're a little too far out and you're, you're not really able to give them the time and energy they deserve during estimates. Cause you got to go paint and you don't have a shop and you like, it's, it's crazy right now. Chaos. Yeah. And what I've learned is, what I've learned is, is that you have this muscle that you've already flexed before. And it was this, this muscle of I'm going all in on myself. You already did that. There's no greater decision in business that you will ever make greater than starting your business. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know why I can tell you that with confidence? Cause I remember what it was like when I quit my job and I remember what it was like to go in on my own. And it was scary, you know, but what I, what I had was there was something internal that pushed me to do it. Like maybe for you, you said family was important. Is it family time? That was one of the biggest things that you were interested in family time and being able to provide for them. Sure. The family time thing hasn't really changed. Has it? I mean, not really, not really. You're probably working more than you were before. Yeah. You're providing, but there's also that's, a part of you that's Yeah, that's scary. better than it has been Look, ever. Yeah, it's better than it has been ever. So, you know, you've hit that goal, but, you know, the, the legacy goal is that time and that freedom. And really, you're a few systems away and a few bold decisions away from making that happen, right? I mean, you're not that far away. You've already did the hardest thing you're ever going to do. So when you think about making a decision when it comes to hiring a marketer, what you're, what you're thinking instead of what you thought of when you quit your job is what is this going to cost me? Right. The cost you're, you're, you're cost heavy right now. You're, you're, you're thinking in a transactional way. When you quit your job, you weren't thinking cost. 
You weren't thinking, you know, what if I, what, what, what is this going to cost me? How much money am I going to lose? Would it, no, you turn, you had a, you, you, it was once a should, and it turned into a must. You thought yourself when you were working at that job, I should, I should quit my job because I want to provide more for my family. And I want to, you know, I, I want more time with them. But then there was something that happened that, that turned that should to a must. And you said, I must quit this job and I must start my own business. What was that? What was the turning point? Um, the time with my family. Like, it was, it was brutally taking a toll emotionally. Doing the side hustle life and a 40 hour job. So you're at a position right now where you rode that as the thing that pushed you to do something in the eyes of the average individual that would seem pretty crazy going out on yeah. your own. But you held the time that you could have spent with your family in such a high regard that you were willing to be unreasonable when it came to making that decision and it's the same thing now michael and it's going to be the same thing every time you have to make a decision because the biggest fear we have as individuals is growth growth represents being bigger than what we currently are because what that requires is is for us to level up in a way that aligns with whatever we're trying to do so in other words in your mind you've never experienced what it's like to have employees underneath you and have the responsibility to keep them busy. And when you think about that, you think, well, I've never done that before. I have all these references of failure behind me. And the last thing I want to do is I want to fail in a way that creates failure for the people that come into my business. Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. So in other words, this is an illusion, my friend, because the reality of the situation is there's this crucial component of motivation that happens when you really actually do have someone that's counting on you. And, and you're really only going to understand that until you actually are bold enough to do it. In other words, before you started the business, you probably had all of these what ifs about failure, but there was something that triggered as soon as you actually burnt the ships. In other words, like you were in your business and uh, there was nothing else that could protect you. In other words, you couldn't go back to your boss because he's pissed. You know, you're, you're, you're on your own and you're, you, you told your family that you were doing this and everyone's excited. So you found a way, right? You found a way and look at you. You've been working for a year, man. You created your own income, dude. You should be extremely proud of yourself. But the thing is, and the biggest mistake that you're going to make is getting comfortable here because you're not supposed to be comfortable here. You got to keep growing and keep making those decisions quickly, rapidly, and in a hurry right? You know what you need to do. You need to, you need to get some marketing to get some leads. You know, you need to hire, you know, you need to hire an accountant, hire a bookkeeper, get a shop. All these things are big, scary decisions that if you only look at them in terms of what is this going to cost me instead of what is the value behind this? And let me tell you something, man, the greatest value that you have is time with your family. I could tell you're a family man. You care about that. And you're telling me that you're looking at cost versus that. Keep your motivation in alignment. The same motivation that made you quit the job is the same motivation you're going to need to make these tough decisions quickly. And that's the difference between those that are successful and not. They have shoulds versus musts. So you need to say, I must get a marketer because if I don't, I'm going to have to figure it out. And I don't know how to do this. So instead of worrying about how much that costs, what am I going to get out of 
out of that? Well, if I have leads, that means that I can hire confidently and make sure that I can produce work. And if I have people helping me produce work, what does that give me? Come on, you know this. What does that give you if you have people helping you produce work? Time with my family. There you go. Boom. It's the most important thing to you. So honestly, tell me, what is the reason you have not invested in getting more leads or hired a marketer? Please tell me before this conversation, your thought process. Um, I've thought that I just haven't had the money. So and we I both had... know that's not true, right? I mean, things are, you know, after the beginning of this year, I didn't have anything coming in. And uh, like I had an amazing November, December, okay. um, literally actually had one job between January and April okay. and survived. Um, so, yeah. Like it's, but it's do you know why that happened? Is because when you were experiencing the fruits, you didn't allocate resources to marketing. In other words, you didn't plant your seeds. Yeah. Because right now you might feel like you don't have the money, but what was the thought process back then? You were in the infatuation stage. In other words, you were thinking, man, this is so good. This is too good to be true. And you were, you, you got too comfortable and you didn't understand that the system behind that is, is that always be marketing always. It doesn't matter. That's like almost like paying insurance every month. Always, even when you're doing really well, market, market, market. So if the actual market takes a dip, you, you can, you can always have a consistent flow of work no matter what, because you have opportunities and you're in an industry right now that is popping my friend. I mean, it's not like there's any shortage of people that want their cabinets painted. It's just a matter of them being able to find you when they want it done. You know that. Yeah. Are you mostly word of mouth right now? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I've got my social medias, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my Those GMB. are all organic posting, right? You're just posting yeah. stuff randomly. And hopefully, you know, by now when it comes to the algorithm, you know, you're not being seen much. Yeah. And the, oh, and the reality oh. of all, all that stuff is good, but our customers are still in the age range of 35 to 50, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, maybe in 10 years, I believe that like, that'll be a prominent place to just advertise and get leads. But like, you want to find out how to get in front of those people. Facebook is still good. Are you posting before and afters on your Facebook? Um, I, I don't have a lot of before and afters. That's, that's gotta be a, a main source of, uh, like, that's gotta be one of your systems. It's like, you always take pictures of the before the process and the after. Have you ever boosted a post on Facebook before? No. Okay. Again, something that if you're right currently, you know, again, if we talk about this and you're not ready to hire a marketer, that's an option, you know, it's just to play around with that. But, you know, to be honest, my friend, you know, your, your, the safety net's gone, you know, and I, I know, you know, this. So when it comes down to hiring, what are some apprehensions you have aside from the fact that you, you won't be able to keep them busy if you don't have leads, like in terms of like, are you, do you know what you're looking for? Are you looking for someone to replace you? Are you looking for someone to help you? What does that look like? Um, 
I think my first hire, you know, I'd want to be, you know, somebody that's almost at my skill level, somebody yeah. that can spray, okay. um, somebody that has worked on cabinets before. Okay. Um, you know, someone you're looking that, for, you're looking for an absolute unicorn. Yeah. I'm, you know, looking to pull that guy that's making 25 bucks an hour and give him 30 or 35. Love that, man. I love that's, that mentality. That's part of my passion, actually. Don't put, like, don't put that pressure on yourself right now because it's not going to happen right now off the bat. It's not because it's going to be a lot of pressure for you if you, that's not, that should not be your first hire. Your first hire should be an apprentice, 100%. It needs to be somebody that wants to learn that can help you do these jobs quicker. And that's okay. going to be a little bit less than that. Cause it's going to take off the pressure. You just told me that one of the biggest things that are stopping you is the pressure of keeping someone busy. Is that correct? Yeah. And if you have a $30 an hour guy, $900 a week or a little bit more than that, you're going to feel the pressure. Pressure's good, but I don't see you removing yourself from the production right off the bat. I think that's something that's important to you, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, like, um, I'm a technician at heart, you know, yep. a coding's nerd. Um, I love that. And you're an excellent teacher and an excellent manager. And when you have a shop, you're going to thrive, thrive when you have a shop because you're going to have, I bet your shop is going to be so clean. It's going to have, I bet you have the whole vision for how you want it. Right. Dude, the whole, yeah. That's the, the other big purchase is uh, the hanging rack system. The hanging rack system. Like, dude, you got to understand that like, you already tested out your theory. Can I run and operate a business? Look at you. You did it. And then there's all these other big decisions that are not quite, if, if quitting your business was a level 10, tell me what level you think buying a shop is in terms of, in terms of the, the severity of the decision and whether it'll make or break you as a person. I mean, it feels like an eight right now. But realistically, what is it? I mean, thousand bucks a month. What's the worst that can happen? Um, miss a payment. Miss a payment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know what's yeah. interesting when you make decisions like that? Something else happens. There's a certain level of all right, I really got to get going now, right? And then, you, and then you create this thing called resourcefulness. And resourcefulness is powerful, brother. It's like one of those things where your reticular activating system starts kicking into gear and you start looking for opportunity because you know that you just put it out to God in the universe that uh, you need to make that payment, right? And you don't want to lose that because you're, that, that's going to give you such a spark to get that shop, right? But there's so many what ifs, like what if I can't find $1,000 in a month worth of work, right? Or my mortgage isn't even $1,000. So, you know, how am I even gonna justify that to my wife or significant other that this is a payment that we need to make, right? And it's like, the what's the value behind it? Tell me what you believe the value is behind getting a shop. Tell me what that would do for you as a person and for your business. Um. I mean, when I've got to do shop work, it, it would allow me to stay more focused okay. because right now I'm in my garage Yep. and uh, that's not <laughs> allowing me to stay focused being at home. Um, but just being able to improve efficiency. 
um, bang stuff out quicker, um, less repaints. Let me ask you this. Would you oh. sell more jobs if you told the customer, yeah, we're going to take your doors to a shop? Um, I mean, I tell them that now. Oh yeah. Because you take them to the garage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, okay. So that's still, yeah. you're still utilizing that. So, so in other words, but do you see the, do you see, you know, you see all these, these value, the, yeah. this, the, you would hold yourself to a higher standard. Your business yeah. would elevate your, your, your production would, would, would increase when you hire someone, you're not bringing them to your garage. You're bringing them to the shop. Um, it's a controlled environment. Um, I mean, there's so many benefits that outweigh the cost. Remember what I said, when people hesitate to make big decisions, they look at cost versus value. When I asked you what the biggest thing was that you were hesitating on when it, when it came to getting a shop, it was the cost of the shop. That's the first thing you said, thousand bucks a month. Do you notice that? Yeah. What's more important to you, the thousand dollar initial investment or all the value points that you just emphasized to me? And we have to stop worrying about getting an instant return in business. Sometimes it doesn't happen. When you hire a marketer, you're not going to get instant results. When you get a shop, you're not going to get your thousand dollars back right away, right? When you when you hire an employee, you're not going to see the results right away until they're trained and implemented. You have to be patient about these decisions, kind of like when you started a business. I'm sure you didn't have a job for the first week, or maybe you did but you didn't see the instant like confidence that that would have occurred. Dude, right? I had one, I had one $3,000 job lined up. That's why I quit. And literally it was my shop that he's like, uh, this isn't going to work. Oh my goodness. So like, Oh my gosh. So, so let me basically ask, so the second day I was out, I, I had no work. <laughs> so at the end of the day, man, you made it this far. And I, and I yeah. look at this like you have a decision to make, right? Like, obviously, you look at your finances and you say, this is what I can do and this is what I can't do. Or you look at them and say, I have to do this because this is going to help me get to the next level. If I were to do, if I were in your shoes right now, the very, very, very first thing I would, I would do is invest in a marketing system, 100%. Because marketing is it's almost like the, the water for your operation, right? You need that to come mm -hmm. in. And without it, you're, 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 it's, it's almost like your business just doesn't, doesn't get any nutrients, you know, like it's, it's almost like, I don't even know how you could operate a business without any form of marketing. Either, either you learn how to do it yourself, which is going to take you a lot of time or you pay someone to do it. And it's the same thought process behind getting a shop. It's the same thought process, cost versus value. Which one do you ask? Which question do you ask first? That's the difference between the successful business owners and the ones that are in a procrastination stage. And all they're doing is thinking about the costs. Sometimes we need to be completely illogical and utilize internal motivation to push us beyond logic. Does that make sense? Yeah. The internal motivation that you have, which I love because I, I align with that, is your family. You're doing this for your family. What else do you have to lose here? I mean, a lot. The little part in the back of my head's like, uh, everything? <laughs> I don't think so. Because ultimately, you're operating at a certain level now. Everything that you do up until this point is only going to bring you upward. You're, you're already at the, the worst thing that could possibly happen, Michael, is if you hire a marketer and you can't pay them. 
right? Or you hire, or because that would only be because they haven't generated you any leads, which is their job, right? Like they're literally generating leads, right? So, yeah. I mean, that, that to me doesn't exist. If you hire an employee, the worst possible thing in the world that could possibly ever happen is you can't pay them, which I'm sure you're the type of individual that would take less of a profit in order to take care of an employee, right? Yeah. In other words, that's why I'm saying early on, the best route for you is to find a helper. You need reps on learning how to manage someone and, and learning how to hold someone accountable and learning how to think outside of what you're doing in the moment. That's a skill set, right? Because as a technician, the way you operate is you're looking exactly what you need to do in the moment and you're working on that exact project and you're not worried about someone else. So learning the flow of making sure that someone else is operating effectively while you're operating effectively is a skill set. And I think the best early hire for you would be to hire a helper, right? Again, worst case scenario here, what happens? The guy doesn't show up or you, you, you can't pay him and you have to be honest with him and say, Hey, this isn't working. But that would only be the case is if the marketing that you did wasn't working. And that would only be the case if the marketer you hired sucked and couldn't bring you any leads. You see? Yeah. So you're placing accountability on the marketer. If he doesn't deliver, you don't pay. That's it. So I don't see any negatives here. When you get the shop, yes, you do have to make a, a monthly payment. Let me ask you a question. What's your average cabinet job? How much? Um, $5,000. How many can you produce in a month by yourself? Probably two. Probably two. To, yeah, two, three. Two to three, maybe. Oh. So on average, maybe $12,000 a month is what you're bringing in? Uh, yeah. Okay. Where's all the money going? Um, right now, I'm just getting back on my feet from this okay. winter. Okay, from the winter, getting back on your feet. So on average, if you were generating $12,000 a month, I think right now, without any marketing spend, $1,000 is more than accommodable. And I think that's yeah. a high end. I mean, I'm sure you can find a small shop for six, 700 bucks a month. Um, yeah, right now it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. So yeah, a little bit higher. Okay. So in other words, oh. still, I believe a thousand dollars is a good investment. Yeah. And if I like, honestly, if I had three, four jobs a month, like I don't think I'd be worrying. So, well, you got to realize that that won't happen unless you do these things first. It's almost yeah. like when you were an employee, there were probably things you wanted to do. And you said, well, if I had free time, I'd be able to do them, but you can't get that free time unless you have a business, you know? So yeah. let me ask you a question. I mean, out of all this, what, what have you gathered from this? I mean, is it, was this helpful in any way? Um, I think I need the marketer. Um, it's something that I haven't really looked into, you know, there's like a couple of companies that, you know, I've seen, you know, looked into, but like never looked into the pricing on them or anything. Sure. Um, you know, guys that deal with home services. Sure. Um, but. So here's what I'm willing yeah. to do for you as a gift. Okay. You hire a marketer and I'll give you drip jobs for two months for free. That's my software. I don't know if you heard me yapping yeah. about it on here. Okay. And I'll give it to you for free. You, you've mentioned it a couple of times. A couple of times. Um, and the reason why is, is because when you find a good marketer, you don't want to rely upon yourself to follow up with the leads. 
that's a whole nother ball game, bro. Right. Just keeping up with people that come in through the marketing and scheduling them for appointments. And there's a cool feature in drip jobs. that will do it for you automatically. It sends them a text and an email with a button for them to click to book an appointment. You just get a notification that you have an appointment. (laughs) Like it's that easy. Mm -hmm. So you'll be painting. Boom. Oh, a lead came in. Drip jobs handled it. You know what I'm saying? So if you hire a marketer and I'm going to connect you with a marketer after this call, um, if you hire him, I'll hook you up with drip jobs for two months for free. You need a kickstart, man. Like this is a no, this is one of those things that right now you might be looking at your situation and say, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm sure that was the same exact thought process you had when you started your business in the beginning. It's the same thing. You're just making the decision process. You're, you're, you're utilizing the same decision process that you made when you started your business and you're utilizing in all these other scary decisions. What was the difference? It's the same thing. That's the secret to business. You keep making bold, powerful decisions with the mindset that you're going to impact your family and your loved ones, your legacy, and maybe even create generational wealth, which I believe if, if that's what's at stake, then hiring a marketer for two grand a month to generate you 15 to 20 grand worth of business is a pretty good investment. Getting a shop that's going to allow you to expand your craft and separate yourself from the competition is going is, is, is 100% worth the investment. Hiring individuals that could work for you and help free you, which was your greatest motivation when you quit your job, is worth the investment. Make the decisions. Don't think about them. Just make them. And then guess what? The worst possible thing that happens is, is you go right back to where you are at this moment, which isn't bad. You're pretty good. I mean, honestly, you're working. Yeah. You got, you know, you got money coming in. It's not like you're jingling a, a, a can outside, you know, you're, you're doing fine, but this yeah. isn't what you planned on. You have no time. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, my friend, well, listen, I'm going to connect you with uh, a marketing friend and my offer still stands. If you take them up on it, I'll hook you up with drip jobs. And, you know, I hope, uh, I hope this was helpful. I hope we gave you a little spark that maybe you needed to to think differently and, and, and get to where you want to be in business. Cause you could do a lot of good if, uh, if your business is running well. All right, man. Thank you. You're welcome, Mike. See you, man. What's up guys. Thanks so much for listening to that awesome business breakthrough. I hope you got a lot out of it. So next up is a pro spotlight. Uh, we have Mark Bradford. He is a pro drip jobs user crushing it. Now what's cool about Mark is that he was one of the people that was like literally on the fence. I couldn't get him to budge. I think he signed up one time and then didn't really use it canceled and then came back and then he used it and he loves it now. So this was awesome to get him on uh, to share what drip jobs are doing for him. And uh, hopefully if you're on the fence, maybe you can see what drip jobs can do for you. What's up everyone. I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay. First of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use drip jobs. What's changed, man. Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place, um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with my get a, get a, uh, request a quote button. And it's just every email, every phone call that I get, uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate, uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs takes over from there. Love it. So, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it, um, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google Calendar when that comes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure, if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like Drip Drops is too big, right? Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple of full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, All right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing, um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that, grow you know, into it. Jobs, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you oh, don't have cool. to say, hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number, and then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling is been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just because I proposal mostly after I send the proposal and, you know, um, so I I've, gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, So overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, one of our focuses as a company is to like, try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, it's yeah, you, you can jump right in as long as you're, you know, somewhat computer savvy. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's getting, and it's getting more user-friendly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you notice we started putting the, uh, the lead sources there on the, on the deal cards? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like being that. able to see where people come from, right? Yeah, and the customers <laughs> have been using it too. It's yeah, great. yeah. Well, yeah, we forced them to on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth, cool. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth, okay. and you know what? Gen- generally, people are really honest on there. 
um, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's yeah. not like, you know, they just like pick whichever one. Cause I'll kind yeah. of follow up. So I'm like, how'd you hear about it? It's just to see if they lied. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, that matches with what you put. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I got data that I need to look at ladies. So make sure you're, you're, you're correct here. Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone, I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt and I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs. What's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them. I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate. If you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man. Continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing, and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro, and it means a lot. Yep. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.